0: Hi and
1: welcome to the Facts and blog and podcast and Barry this time we finally got you I know I, I got, got you mom. on camera I am not the uh, one that likes to be in front of here as you probably have noticed I have not been uh, on many of the podcasts
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I think this year was validation that the concept the company has built on is solid and as long as we can continue to do a good job for our customers yeah and make sure we never forget that i know there's been a lot of disgruntledness this year because of not having enough stuff on our website and very kind of joked about it a little bit it's true it's an issue and we have taken a uh a position to support our dealers extensively throughout this thing and not be opportunistic Mm -hmm. as we could have been one of the things we're really looking forward to is really pushing uh getting finalized some of our our
1: our projects that we're working on to get some new products out Uh, because innovation is the one thing that that we've always we've had you know we joke bob dreams in 3d and then we have to figure out how to make it (laughs)
2: That's that school of hard knocks right That's school of hard knocks pick it up by your bootstraps make things happen that answer is not good enough what are you going to do make it better there is no excuses. You just have to produce. And things like that are always behind the scenes, many, many, many times like that. But that's an example. I think it goes without saying that uh, pretty much every gun owner has their favorite tools,
0: their favorite things that they like to keep in their range bag or at their workbench. Uh, And it's no secret for us that the Wheeler Fat Wrench is one of those. We have several of these up in our assembly area with our armory technicians. And it's because it's a simple great device uh, that can be used in multiple applications. It's an adjustable torque wrench in a screwdriver type fashion with a series of bits that'll help you with everything from rifle takedown to scope mounting and everything in between. Fantastic tool. Uh, So if you haven't checked these out you could go to wheelertools.com and they're available in a ton of places including amazon.com but make sure you check it out especially if you're looking for that one missing piece for your workbench or you want to give it to a a new gun owner to help set up their range bag definitely a great choice again check out our friends at wheelertools.com and take a look at the fat wrench Hi and welcome, and Merry Christmas! Welcome into episode forty-seven of the Faxon Blog and Podcast. Very special episode today. Both of our founders, Bob and Barry Faxon, are on the show to give us our year-in review. Take a look at what's happened in twenty twenty. What we're excited about for twenty twenty-one. It's going to be a great show. So thank you for joining us on this holiday weekend. Also, this week's episode is brought to you by our our friends at Crimson Trace. We're going to be giving away a CMR 207G on the show today. All you got to do is visit factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 47 for all of the ways to enter. We'll take a quick break to hear from our friends of the podcast, and then we'll hop right into our conversation with Bob and Barry. I think their product headline says it best, ring steel, not your ears. If you haven't checked out uh, episode 27 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast, we actually spoke uh, to Jared from Caldwell Shooting about some of their uh, extensive line of hearing protection and accessories. One of the things that they sent out to us was a set of their Emacs Shadows. And the nice thing about the Emacs Shadows is not only are they excellent ear protection for the range or for training or even when you're just mowing your lawn or working with power tools, Uh, but they also are a Bluetooth headset. So if you're into earbuds and power beats and AirPods and all that kind of thing, you can still get great stereo sound, dual microphones and device control all right here from the shadows. And again, when you use those foam tips. Uh, you also get a 25 dB noise reduction rating as well. So if you're out on the range all day, you're working on a project in the garage, you wanna listen to music, you still need to take calls, that sort of thing. No need to be taking on and off the giant muffs. You could just have a uh, pair of shadows in. And you can find these over at caldwellshooting.com. And don't forget to check out our whole episode about hearing protection with Caldwell at factsandfirearms.com blog. Well, welcome in, as promised, a very special year in review episode. We have, uh, to my right, our founders, Barry and Bob Faxon uh, with us today. So, first of all, gentlemen, thank you for making time for me. I appreciate it. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, So, and and Barry, this time we finally got you.
1: I know. We finally got you on camera. I am not the... uh... One that likes to be in front of here, as you probably have noticed, I have not been uh, on many of the podcasts. <laughs>
0: it's a, um, uh, you're on the. You're not much of the camera guy. You're like a unicorn around here. Well, before we get uh, going too far, I just want to let you know this segment uh, this week is brought to you by our friends at Crimson Trace. We're going to be giving away this CMR 207G uh, to a lucky member of the podcast audience. So make sure you go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog. Click on episode 47 for all of the ways to enter. So to get us started, the, the first thing I just want to talk about is, to, to me, it seems like January feels like it was 10 years ago, uh, just with how this this, uh, this year has been. I mean, regardless of pandemic stuff and everything, but the fact that, you know, we made the move to this, uh, to this new facility and all the stuff that has gone on with it, and uh, obviously... A lot of things go go into a move, but, you know, we get here, we get everything set up. We're already putting the new addition on and everything. Just, you know, w- what do you guys think have, have been some highlights, the the high points of the year, especially with, with the way the move's considered?
1: I, I can say that uh, at the beginning of the year in January, uh, we didn't really know that we were moving at that point. Uh, <laughs> we, it was a little bit of a challenge as we uh, realized that we needed the space in our other facility. Uh, and. At that point bob and i went out and said probably the better thing to do is move firearms out into its own facility and uh we found a building uh through the COVID, we had struggles to get it finalized to get in to start the remodel uh we were again challenged through the whole thing with contractors and and everything to get it done but we you know it, it takes a great group of people uh both contractors in our own people here, our employees, that uh, did a fantastic job to help get it facilitated and moved in and what we feel was pretty good timing without total disruption to being a very busy year on top of it. So, we're pleased to be in. Our new addition is almost done. We should have it finished by the end of the year. Um, Our capacities have been increased through new equipment that we purchased when we moved here. It finally came in about a month ago, so we are on the path to uh, hopefully get to the point where our website is full again.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Bob. What about you? What are what are some highlights that that you've seen? You know, the throughout the year.
2: Uh Well, the biggest highlight is I didn't have to do the heavy lifting here, <laughs> so our Big Brother did most of that. Look at that. We had uh, we had two different. Operations, as most people know, and I champion more towards the other and Barry champions more towards here. We're both interacting at all levels. But for the move, I think it was well, first of all, it was fun, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's cool, it's great. I think the opportunities that the business from its inception through trying to hold on to some core values, which I hope are still extremely valid today, which is that high value proposition that you'll hear me talk about all the time in our products and as a company that. If given the opportunity to drive a company in a way that we think a company should be run or grown based on appreciating a customer and trying to think about what they want, not what we want, trying to make sure that they're happy after they bought it, not before they bought it. I think those core values are probably the genesis for a lot of the growth. So if you chart that path as a company, even years ago and you build and build and build and you try to get out and you get in front of people and you try to grow the business and you you meet so many people along the way your hope is that that goal is valid Mm -hmm. and i think this year was validation that the concept the company is built on is solid and as long as we can continue to do a good job for our customers yeah, And make sure we never forget that. I know there's been a lot of disgruntledness this year because of not having enough stuff on our website and Barry kind of joked about it a little bit. It's true, it's an issue. And we have taken a, uh, a position to support our dealers extensively throughout this thing and not be opportunistic mm-hmm. as we could have been to bias our own availability on the website. And I know they're trying to communicate that through social media as well as possible. But I think the biggest thing I would say, and I take very little credit for this, I'll give it to Barry and really a whole team of people. The biggest accomplishment I think I saw this year, we've all built buildings and grown and done things like that in the past, but they they really, really, really did not lose hardly any production through the transition. Right. And that was a super targeted action. That was not by mistake or by accident. And uh, Barry did lead a lot of that personally to make sure that it happened smoothly. Right. So I can kind of say that from the sidelines because I wasn't as personally involved as he was, but <clears throat> he and a whole team of people including riggers and electricians and subcontract folks and people that we worked with for decades all pitched in to make sure that through the move we didn't lower production hardly at all through the move which was a miracle right but now through the move and with the additional equipment the volume the increased capacity without jeopardizing quality matter of fact i would probably say with the new facility and some of the issues in the focus the quality is actually equal or better than before. So, I think the new building, not dropping the ball in production was a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I, I, I just kind of applaud that. And I think that maintaining or increasing the quality to ensure that our value quality proposition that was the core of the company didn't get degraded through this process. As a matter of fact, I think it got strengthened. So, my my happiness for this is tremendous platform to launch future growth, already having realized immediate growth and sustaining or growing the quality proposition that built the company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, I wanted to make sure that when we were leading up to the move, you know, we were doing those weekly segments showing the progress mm-hmm. and everything because this wasn't a, you know, just move in, plop your stuff down type of move. You know, uh, you know, Pat joked, you know, on the show, he was like, you know, when I they first walked us through, I was like, guys, I'm not seeing it, you know, because it was just kind of a rundown, you know, looked old, you know, many manufacturing facility just kind of just kind of what you would expect, kind of dirty. yellowish lighting, dirty, it was dirty. It was dingy. Yeah, dingy, and just to come through here and and with Barry's leadership and Joey's leadership to get everything cleaned up and and really set our sights on having a quality space, not just for ease of manufacturing and quality, like you said, but also to be you know a nice place to work. Uh, and because it's not like we were coming from a bad facility, you know, no. some people asked us about like oh was it? they just didn't have what you needed? And it's like no, it's more like a we were both growing and you're just rubbing elbows so much you both need room. Yep. Time, uh, time to go, bro. Time to split. Yeah. You time know, go, that's bro. just the beautiful, beautiful thing about how you know how the company could could grow.
2: But I think if you look at this facility and our other, which is not part of this, you'll look at what this company truly is. And it's a manufacturer at heart. And I think that's one of the things that has always set to distinguish facts and firearms from other people who wanted to make firearms and had to learn how to make them. Mm-hmm. We've always been involved in firearms. We've always made parts for I guess it'll be 43 years this January. So 1978. But when you have that kind of pedigree and you have the opportunity to focus on products like Fax and Firearms does, the the goal into the new facility was to have a premium facility, not only for what you'd think the immediate reasons are, but to have an employer preference Mm -hmm. to make it somewhere where you can attract the best talent. Because no matter what the building is, if you don't have the right people on the floor, you're going to have a lot of problems. And quite honestly, I think Barry and I would both agree, we don't make all your barrels you get. There are a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. So, having a great team of people out there and having a facility that will help us attract those folks is very strategic in long term to have a beautiful, bright, clean facility with good, modern, capable equipment. So, I think both of our businesses, and we agree, I think we agree 100% on this, it is imperative that manufacturing in the 21st century is not what it was in the 20th. And we have to we have to really look forward to that. You mentioned something about Pat looking into the building, and I get that right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think I I don't know I sure as heck hope you don't have to have a PhD to be an entrepreneur because we're out if you are. <laughs> um, matter of fact, I'd even question that high school GED. Thing maybe, but the the one requirement I don't think anybody can miss as an entrepreneur is you better have some vision.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: And hopefully, when Barry and I walked into this building, I think we saw what it is today when we walked in the first time.
1: Yeah, I think when we came in and uh, walked through it, we said, this
2: should work. Uh, the
1: only thing that we missed was we both looked out the door and go, this is plenty of room. we have extra space. And we went back and uh, started laying things out and doing actual drawings of the building and the equipment. And we realized pretty quick it, it wasn't quite big enough. So in the process of trying to close on the building, we were also trying to get an addition uh, started and in, in which we're finishing now. But, you know, in the process of, of what Pat said, uh, every floor covering has been changed, every light, every ceiling in the shop space has been completely painted, uh, you know, all new lighting, you know, fresh and bright helps the people on the floor. Everybody yeah. uh, that when they came in, they were very pleased with their, our employees with the facility. I mean, we, we, I think between everybody, we did a really good job of, uh, putting things in order. Uh, the one big thing that we were enabled to do with a blank sheet of paper, putting the equipment in is we got to put cells together the way we wanted them. We, as we grew in our previous facility, uh, we did put things where they would fit more than where they should have been. Um, uh, and this gave us a really good shot to get our leads together and say, if you get a blank sheet of paper, how would you put your stuff and and equipment? And uh, we pretty much were able to accommodate part flow, uh, cells, you know, where we put things together. You know, we have a a dedicated pistol cell now area in the building where it was segmented before. Um, Our our barrel, rifle barrel uh, manufacturing has been very much streamlined. It, It comes from bar stock Follows a path through to QC uh, to to finish to finish good. So we have we have um, had the ability with with a somewhat of a blank sheet of paper to uh, to really I think help uh, our guys here along with our production. Um, the one thing that it will allow us in twenty twenty one that we're looking forward to is as we finish the building in December that um, we can get back to some of the projects that we were trying to do for our product line. Um, that got, if one thing got hurt in the in in the move was we we were more concerned to keeping production up, and now we can get back to some of the development of the of the our new products that we really were hoping to have out this year uh, before we wound up making have to make a move with the all, entire <laughs> yeah. business. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it is a. One of the things we're really looking forward to is really pushing uh getting finalized some of our our, our projects that we're working on to get some new products out because uh, innovation is the one thing that that we've always we've had you know we joke bob dreams in 3d and then we have to figure out how to make it so, <laughs> um but it, it, it it's a good it's a good fit and we just you know that is one of the things uh where we put an R r d uh area together in the new building uh that we're we're hoping to utilize here as uh, we get finished up with our move and and get everything going in our new building.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I, I will plug for, for both companies, for firearms and machining, both are hiring, you know, so if you are looking, you know. You want to go to machining. <laughs>
1: That's
0: Faxon <laughs> Machining. Yes, yes. We'll put links in the show notes for both of these. We'll put Just, a
1: link in the show yes, for that. Yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, it's FaxonFirearms.com.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go to, no, i um, here, folks. The it's blog, it's, a, it's uh, a team. I tell them they're they're keeping up with the Joneses, but they themselves are the Joneses. Uh, you, you are, you're your Joneses. <laughs> All
2: right. You know what I like? What? So we've been working together for a long time, shared office, whole thing. So yeah. now, now it's separated. Barry he comes here, I go there, we, we do different things. It's kind of, kind of cool in a way, that's it's different. But I do like the fact that um, whatever you guys have, we, we pick up and have, and yes. m- maybe two. So, <laughs> I, so I, I always joke. I say, keep, keep being innovative, guys. You're, you're doing a great job over there. I love your guest uh, registry system. We yes. just put two in. Yes. Um, So I, I always joke. I told I Barry a- that as soon as yep. I came back yeah, this yeah, week for I, visiting you, I come over you. to see what's new, and I go, Oh yeah, we like that. <laughs> we, uh, I think yeah, Machining needs that. Right?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we did some. I told Bob when I went over this week and took some photos for machining. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I noticed uh, you got your check-in all done. I was like, You know, imitation is the highest form of flattery, and he had point out that they have two and we have one
2: well you know i I love the competition right i mean if if there's one thing that i I would say is important you know if you can't laugh yeah if you can't have fun when you're doing it and ultimately for me if you can't win (laughs) you can't can't have some rivalry and, and it's all in good 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 fun because what it does is is you see opportunities and it's always an ebb and a tide right and for manufacturing there's you're never good enough yeah. Right. You're never good enough. And and that's one of the conversations Barry and I have occasionally. He loves when I come in to talk about that.
1: That, uh, <laughs> you know, we
2: need to drive some improvements. He, he just loves to hear from me on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually he locks a door and turns the light out. <laughs> <laughs> he pretends he's not in. Yeah. But no, it is one of those things. And it has been very healthy because a byproduct of the two buildings is exactly what Barry said. His, you know, our, our moving, I say his, ours, the moving of the machines and the setting up over here, set new bars. And then we literally want to imitate or improve upon that. And then as we do, you should, we will do the same here. Right. So that competitive technical development. The manufacturing for the 21st century is going to be different than it was in the 20th. And you've got to embrace that. It's technical. It's data. It's. It's high tech, it's more processing done and less handling. So every, all the machines here, all the machines at the other building, everything that we do, if we buy a machine today, it has to be better than what it replaced. That's just a mantra Mm -hmm. of, of, of challenge. So this, this thing has been, in my opinion, a very fun little back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: And, and, and at the end of the day, it makes it better for our guys on the floor at both buildings. Absolutely. Uh, You know, whether it's the LED lights we put up that were brighter than the ones he had and he had to go put them in. Twice as many. (laughs)
0: But you also have like 200,000 square feet worth of lights that you have to put up. Uh.
2: Well, you know, it it is good. And it is a fact because when it was here, I saw what it did for the facility. And I wasn't even aware, nor would I have known to try to improve that. So that, that core issue, as you can tell, it's a lot of fun to go back and forth because both businesses constantly get better. That is the end result. And that's the goal. So the joking back and forth is true, Mm -hmm. but man, I didn't know expensive that many lights were, and I (laughs) I wish I hadn't known how dark it was. I wouldn't (laughs) know what we were missing.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, one thing I'll say, obviously, you know, as a plug that due to the fact that both companies are hiring, and I've said this to both of you personally, I think one of the, one of my favorite things about working for you is that uh, this wasn't like some trust fund investor project. Neither business was just something that you guys inherited or, you know, just financed. This is something you you both come from the background and pedigree of both working the floor and working machines and starting with fax and machining when it it started up. And the engineering that goes behind it, the ideas that you guys have behind it, the talent that you look for and hire, it's it's not the same as working for some, you know, some stuffy shirts. You know, it's it's just not. Um, and and I think the fact that we're able to go from that background and pedigree And like we've been talking about a lot recently, how do we use data better to inform all of our decisions, you know, with manufacturing, what we do on web and social, what we do for marketing, how we get the news out for our dealer networks with our products. You know, all of these things are... You know, one coming after the other. It's it's starting with that base heritage and pedigree that, that you guys have been doing since the late 70s and just keeping ticking it on through to the 21st century. And that's that's what I think is is one of the most exciting things because as we know, sometimes in the firearms industry, a lot of a lot of gun guys like to go slow. On change, you know, and then there's reasons for that. And there are some good points for that. But when it comes to manufacturing, having great product, being able to do our best to keep up with demand, you know, pandemic and election year aside you know i think being able to look at the innovation for some of the stuff that some people don't see you know because at the end of the day like if you ordered a you know a a pencil barrel from us two years ago and you ordered that same pencil barrel from us now it's going to be still that same quality pencil barrel that you like but everything that you know goes on behind the scenes to make sure that we're up and running to make sure that you have the product that you want for the next 5 10 15 20 years you know there's there's a lot more that that goes to it
1: and to say that the quality is good as good or better today. Day as it was it is a, it is a challenge to to not let anything degrade over time because you've just done it over and over right. it, it is it is a challenge to uh keep keep with the data that we get we keep it you know we 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 follow everything through we have very good documentation on everything we do to to say that what we did today is as good as what we did a year ago
2: mm-hmm. you know one of the things I would add to it I, I think it's kind of fun to to look back, right? You look back to learn. And you mentioned something about not being the trust fund. And it does sound interesting. If you have ideas, I'd love to hear them. That sounds great, but that's just not (laughs) been our life. So, you know, building grassroots and and going day by day, step by step and building it, building by building, program by program, business by business. It's been a challenge, but it's been fun. One of the things that does allow us, we don't have Some of the backing the large corporation may have, so agility needs to be one of the things we exercise. And as you said, behind the scenes, things you wouldn't see, I've noted that the production dropped off very little and the addition, as Barry said, is almost done. I think one of the things we did that would not have been approved corporately is we bought the building's addition. The steel in the addition before we owned the building that it was going on. Yeah. Because the lead times didn't stack up. It wasn't going to work. So we literally bought the steel before we owned the building we were going to put it on. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not typical Harvard business, I don't think. <laughs> not that I went there. Yeah, no, well, not so that I know. <laughs> but what that is, that's school of hard knocks, right? That's school of hard knocks. Pick it up by your bootstraps, make things happen. That answer is not good enough. What are you going to do? Make it better. There is no excuses. You just have to produce. And things like that are always behind the scenes. Many, many, many times like that. But that's an example because people say you bought an addition steel structure for a building you didn't own. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we had to. There really wasn't a choice. And I think that vision that we talked about before, if anything, entrepreneurs need to give a talented team of people. They are technically competent. They are extremely smart and capable. But maybe that's the ingredient we have to throw into the chili, right? Is the mm-hmm. vision and the and the and the beliefs that we're going to get where we need to be.
0: Rookie move, Barry. We could tell it's that his first so time bad. on the show. Oh, that was bad. That is so. Bad. <laughs> and also showing that you have an Android phone. But uh, that's uh, that's also uh, what, uh, neither here
2: nor there. <laughs> Don't think any less of him. He just has to make
0: barrels. Uh, yeah, you know, and and I think that's huge because it also shows, that, like you said, we wanted to be in a place where. Um, we weren't leaving our dealers high and dry this year, um, you know. So still responding with with back orders and not cutting them off. And uh, we're we're not going to go into pointing fingers or blame no, games no, or anything. We but the the sheer fact that that we did that, which did mean that we, you know we we had to you know kind of take our lumps with with uh, our retail sales. Um, but it was to look towards the future. And that's the same thing with the building. It's the same thing with the addition before you have the building. It is, we're here for the, for the long-term and it's a, it's a long ball play. It's no. not just a quick no. buck overnight. What could we, you know, get away with this year to cash in?
2: No. And after 42 years, I think that speaks for itself that we're not playing the short game. And if you look at really, again, and I'll go back from day one at this company, Firearms, it was really built on the vision of that quality value proposition, and I think that'll hold water for a long time. I, I think as long as we can stay focused on our customer and do everything that it takes, whether it's buying a building, moving a machine, buying additional lines, equipment, hiring people, running different shifts, whatever it takes to meet their needs is what our goal is. And I think that it's not noticed how much effort went into this year to increase the capacities that have happened. Because the consumption was so irregular this year. It was totally abnormal. And and we're not alone in that fact. So, I just want to get it out there that not only did a big event occur this year, like a move, but to maintain and increase the volumes that have occurred this year Mm -hmm. have been impressive internally. Unfortunately, that doesn't always bleed through to the customer to see that. But there's been extensive measures taken to mitigate that liability through this growth year and a move.
0: Yeah. And, and like you're saying, we're not alone in it. And even though we don't publicize who we do things for, you know, we do OEM manufacturing. And so there, you know, the needs for those folks are, were stacked up high, too. And so trying to, you know, some and, and first of all, I want to say thank you and I love you to all of you who go to the website to do your fax and firearm shopping for sure. Uh, but what you see on the website from time to time isn't necessarily indicative of all the wheels that are turning for, you know, dealers, OEM, for R&D, you know, it's, it's, there's so much more that goes into it. Just like silly little things being in on the inside while we were getting ready for the move and, and uh, Bob, your son, David coming in and helping us do the CAD drawings to, to, okay, this machine hits here, this machine fits here. This is what the workflow is going to be. And a little stuff like knows we had to go back and forth about what category cable we were going to run through the building because we knew that our internet needs were going to be higher. We're running mm-hmm. different types of data. We're running different types of server system. We had to be agile in cloud data sh- storage, all these sorts of things. You know, it's not just a uh, buy more, make more. Right.
2: You know, there, There's another thing that's important too, and not to get deep on a Christmas show year end, it's great. It's happy. It's everything else. But as a second amendment fan, hmm and with all the things that are going on that we won't go into deeply, I think one of the things that is a byproduct of the effort this year is that Faxon Firearms is going to remain committed, absolutely 100% committed to manufacturing quality firearms for the United States public. Yeah. We are going to build more capability. We are going to continue making high quality products because as this crazy times evolve, I think it's more important, more and more important that we structure a company to be very, very solid, sound, and ready to go and grow. And that's exactly, we have additional room here to grow. We can double this facility again on the ground that it sits on. So, our commitment to being able to make product sports second amendment is more significant than it's ever been. And yeah. I won't go any deeper into the dark side of the year, but yeah. I would just tell the people that are listening we're here to make stuff right. and we're here for the long term and we're here to make good stuff, good value and lots of it and we're on a foundation now to continue growing pretty drastically. Yeah. And as long as the demand's there, we're ready.
0: Right. And just like a couple of weeks ago when you were on the show with me talking to Mark from the NSSF, mm-hmm. you know, the the idea that especially this year coming up, we're going to have to and, and by we royal, we uh, everybody in the firearms industry, we're going to have to be agile and we're going to have to be smart and and because we don't know what things are coming down i mean we're, we're seeing some of our friends in the industry uh getting some of their products really looked at you know mm-hmm. as folks saw this past week uh, we you know we did a, a some support of our friends at SB tactical i right, made the donation uh, make, from the sale. yeah making donation from the sales that uh, uh that that we had of SB uh, a3 braces uh in stock to to help offset some of the the you know legal efforts that they have coming up um and obviously everybody seen our friends at Polymer 80 dealing with what they've had to deal with. It's, you know, it's a it's a little unsettling. But if there's anything that I've learned from my limited time in the industry is that the the firearms industry stays, uh, at least the people who stick around for a while are agile and they're smart. You know, they they know they know how how to work and like Barry, like you were saying, innovate. You know, if if we weren't taking the time to innovate even right now this year, there's no way we'd be ready for what could be coming down the pike, you know, next year?
2: I think agility is a good word. If mm-hmm. we're not going to be bigger, we have to be faster. Yeah. So, I, and and again, the the good thing about this year in the building and everything that this offers, it's going to make us a stronger company to be able to respond better, be more agile. Produce more product and hold the quality. So yeah. I think fundamentally it was a fun thing to do this year. I don't know if he agrees. It was much fun. I think <laughs> no, it, was, it a, was a good challenge. He uh, yeah. knocked a, knock a wall down on me and tried to kill me. And I'm just remodeled. saying Barry's a boots on ground dude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
0: he's like he might be in his front office every once in a while working and stuff, but then he's on a forklift like knocking stuff down, making things yeah. I, I came over to
2: help one night. They were cutting walls down in the office, and yeah. somehow or another they pushed it over on me. I don't know if that I was don't know. I don't know on purpose done. or not. I I barely got away. I <laughs> I, I stopped helping on the demo, the demo at that point. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, you know, one, one thing I'd like to leave off with and uh, you know, is it's just for me, I think it's fun, especially since we did uh, when we first moved and we did kind of the, the history of facts in the show and just thinking back and hearing you guys talk about it. And even I heard Ryan talking about a little bit, just starting machining from that, that shop in North side, to, yeah. to being where where you are today, both in machining and firearms, I think is, it, to me, that is a a calling card of one of your guys' founding principles, which is, you know, it is the American dream that you are bootstrapping, you're starting up with the dream, you, you build, you have vision, you get the right people, you get the right products and processes, you refine it, you keep moving, and there's a fellowship behind it, you know, behind all of it. Yeah. And uh, I just... You know, I think uh, to me, it, it's it's curious to think about maybe what Christmas 1980 looked like for you guys versus <laughs> Christmas 2020, you know, with uh, with your business. I, I just think that's uh, an incredible American story. There's
2: been story. good ones yeah. and there's been bad ones throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, so, there's definitely been challenges through the times,
1: but all in all, you know, we feel very blessed to, to be where we're at. You know, we've had good people help us, uh, you know, through hard times and and good times. And you know it just it takes the right crew if yeah. you have the right group of people you know whether it was our mom at 95 still being in the you know coming in every day or or you know the guys that the, the new hires from last week but we have a we have a tremendous crew uh that helps us get through you know you mm. get the right group of people you can Pretty much work through anything. If
2: you have yeah. To. And you can cut and edit anything you want that I said out of this whole thing, which you probably should take most of it out. But <laughs> the one thing I won't let you edit out yeah. is along those lines. You know, we have these moments where we go back and we reflect and there's been decades of time and it has been high highs and low lows, as you can imagine. But the one thing that has to be said is, you know, if we go back to thank our brother, Dave, starting the company in 78, who passed in 84 and our dad who committed so much and our mom who committed so much and stayed in so long you know with my my sister still involved and in the other business and that those are the three people that if you want to look back and you want to be thankful we got to make sure that that doesn't hit the cutting room floor yeah we have to thank mom yeah we got to thank dad right. and we got to thank our crazy older brother dave
0: yeah yeah, for sure. Well, guys, it's always a pleasure having, uh, having you on, Barry, on for the first time. See, it wasn't that painful. <laughs> and I, and I, we have a little uh, Christmas photo shoot that we're going to be doing after this. So uh, make sure you're following our feeds. This actually publishes on Christmas Day. So a little, uh, little uh, Christmas thank you again uh, for an excellent year. Uh, here at Fax and we're so excited for the future. Uh, Big things are going on. We know that 2020 has been insane for everybody but uh, just want to thank all of our uh, audience, all of our customers, all of our patrons uh, for uh, sticking with us and uh, letting Fax and Firearms be part of your firearms life. Uh, Don't forget that we are giving away a uh, gift from our friends at Crimson Trace, the CMR207G. So if you want to enter to win, just go to factsandfirearms.com uh, slash blog. Click on episode 47, find all the ways to enter. And there will be a link to both companies uh, for the open positions. <laughs> if you want to come and join our team, if you're in the greater tri-state area. So gentlemen, thank you so much. Thanks,
2: thank Dustin. you. Great in, job. Uh, thank you.
1: Thank you for your business. Yeah, yeah. Everybody out there have a very Merry Christmas and uh, another good year.
2: Yeah. Merry Christmas specifically and Happy New Year. <laughs>
0: You know, it's no secret that the things that you keep in your gun safe are important. They're valuable. They're things that you want, you need, you need to hold on to, whether it's just your firearms and supplies. or I know a lot of people like to use their gun safes to hold things like tax returns and other important documents, family photos. All of those things are incredibly important and to help keep better track of it and better maintenance on those items, Lockdown has a series of devices and utilities and tools to help keep those things that you treasure safe. One of my personal favorites that we actually use here in the office quite a bit uh, around our storage for cameras and lighting and things like that is just one of their dehumidifiers. Now they have lots of other stuff. You may have already heard of the goldenrod have heard a lot of stuff about the Lockdown Puck, uh, which is a smart device to help keep your gun drawer, your safe, your tools, even your wine cellar safe, uh, and checking up on the humidity and the atmosphere in those places as well. We did a great episode with Lockdown several weeks back that you could check out at factsandfirearms.com blog, where we go through pretty much their entire product line and everything from the Lockdown Puck to dehumidifiers, to even things like, you know, storage, rack shelving, things of that variety. Keeping your safe, keeping your gun room clean, organized, and protected. And you can even get something like this, one of their room or gun safe dehumidifiers. If you're looking to organize that space in your home, again, whether it's for your gun safe or just anything that you hold valuable, we'd recommend you go to Lockdown.com. If you're looking to up your game for gun cleaning and maintenance, you have to check out the Tipton Ultra Gun Vice. Uh, This thing is amazing. It's incredibly modular, uh, pretty lightweight, but really, really heavy duty all the way down to the steel tube frame. All these different modular pieces and parts, even the accessory trays are solvent resistant and uh, they have excellent gripping pads to make sure that you don't scrape up the gun that you're working on. Even work on things like crossbows. So if you want something that's gonna be the one-stop vice for all of your gun cleaning and maintenance needs, you definitely need to check them out. Uh, You could head to TiptonClean.com to check out all the specs, all the reviews, see some more photos, uh, of this vice in action. We're actually going to be using this particular one for some research and development projects uh, for some new products from Faxon coming up soon, and we're excited to share both those products and the footage of the testing with you. Uh, so, again, visit tiptonclean.com and check out the Ultra Gun Vice. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. You could go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog, click on any one of our recent episodes, find that infographic to subscribe on your favorite apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, as well as your favorite video apps. Don't forget that uh, if you want to enter to win the CMR 207G, all you have to do is go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog, click on episode 47, and from there you'll find all of the ways to enter also if you have any questions comments uh, show suggestions we'd love to hear from you uh, just email us podcast at faxandfirearms.com, and uh, we'd love to get some of that stuff on the air as always thank you so much for joining us we hope you have a wonderful christmas weekend and we're excited to come back with all new shows starting in 2021 We want to extend our deepest gratitude to military, police, first responders and more by saying thank you with special pricing and discounts on all facts and products. Here's how you get started. First you'll head on over to our website factsandfirearms.com. From there you'll want to click support and guardian purchase program in the drop down. Then you'll see the instructions on how to get started so let's just walk through those. First, you'll want to register for an account on our website. If you've already bought something from us on our website before, then this part's already taken care of. Second, you'll want to send a copy of your credentials or some reasonable verification of affiliation to customer service at faxandfirearms.com. We get a lot of emails where people are like, Hey, will this count? Will this ID count? Will this VA card count? Chances are, yes, a lot of them will count, but make sure you attach an image or a copy of that verification to the email before you even ask customer service. That way they can expedite the process for you. As soon as the account has been created or updated, we will send you an email letting you know that you're ready to go. The discount will be available anytime online when you go to your shopping cart. If you have any more questions, please email customer service at faxandfirearms.com.